welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello there, Good broads. morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you? I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited, too. I'm excited about our guest today because you told me a hot minute ago, you're like, she follows me. I'm like, we need to get her in the podcast studio yeah, because I want to have a great conversation. You know what was cool is I posted on my Instagram. I was like, what questions would you have for someone who's like in the adult entertainment industry and who's a mom? And it was so funny because everybody was like, oh, my God. Is it Lena the plug? Yeah. <laughs> like everyone was DMing. So hi, welcome. So yes. I just want to say that when you first DM'd me, I hadn't opened it yet. I could just see like the first couple lines of it. And I'm like, oh my God, she's inviting me to Frank's birthday party. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I straight up thought you were just inviting me to his birthday because I, I know he's going to be too soon. And then I opened it. I was like, oh, she wants me to come on the podcast. That's like, no offense. That's kind of cooler. Um, and yeah, last night you had posted that. And my uh, my future sister-in-law texted me. She's like, are you going on Becca's Yeah. Yes. Yes, I yes. am. Oh, that's so, yeah, so cool. That's all I have to say to that. Yeah, no, everyone was so excited. <laughs> Actually, we've been getting requests for a really long time to have you on the podcast. Oh, so you should know oh, that. Yeah. You have your adoring fans. A long time. It's typically whenever we do a roundup, like, who do you want to hear on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. I am curious why I feel like you have a, well, maybe it's because you did YouTube, but like, or do YouTube. I feel like you have a really big female fan base. Mm -hmm. um, I do. And I feel like a lot of them do come from YouTube, like, my, I feel like it's like 60, 40. It was almost 100% male for a really long time. Sure. Um, and I think like through vlogging and just like being around other female influencers who have a female audience, I got more women um, focusing on me, I guess. And then obviously like having a baby and then talking about being pregnant. I think that, you know, women are interested in that. So then they're like gathered towards my side uh, yeah because you have a nice. lot of girl fans it's yeah. cool and they mm -hmm. seem like really supportive of you too yeah they're the most vocal so i feel like i do have a, maybe a little bit more male audience but they don't comment as much they don't care so there's like you know, behind, more behind the scenes but okay so yeah. how would you like describe by the way how do you describe your own career <sighs> um do you say like i'm a porn star I feel like I thought about this so much more when I first started because OnlyFans wasn't even a thing. And right. so it was like I was selling nudes on Snapchat. Yeah, we'll get into all yeah, of this. So it, but, but like now that I've been doing this for almost six years, I don't even like to go like platform based. Like I'm sure a lot of SoundCloud rappers hate being called like SoundCloud rappers because sure. they're, they're just rappers, right? Yeah. I would just say that I'm an adult content creator. Which encompasses the whole gamut because now... You and Adam, your almost husband, right? Yeah, I guess we're going to get married. When are you guys getting married? <laughs> uh, well, I'm motivated to get married now because I'm like, oh, I want to get pregnant again at some point. So now I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get married like this year so that I could be pregnant next year. So I, sometime this year we'll be getting married. I'm literally going through the same thing <laughs> where I'm like, OK, we want to have more kids. Do we want to get the wedding done before we do that or, or after because I, mean, I want to yeah. space them apart yeah like I want you know there's all that time you know how it is you have that, all that time healing and stuff so I'm like how do you time that but then also I guess people are saying vendors are super expensive this year and next year because so many people are doing post-covid like catch-up weddings yeah oh, yes. that makes 
sense. Oh, they know so they can charge of, triple yes, so because people, everyone's getting those COVID weddings. Exactly. In. So a lot of people are like, that's so expensive. So I'm like, do we just wait till like 2024 or something? Yeah. But then I've seen like, you DIY things really well. I feel like you can, you can get your little <laughs> army together and you can throw a really nice wedding because I saw your kids birthday parties. They looked very cute. Um, You might have to get an invite for Frank's because I said I wasn't going to do anything. And then this past week, I am like going a little nuts you just can't resist it's, you can't it's resist. Like an art project it's so it, fun is. it's just fun I mean, they don't care little. but we fucking care yeah, yeah. <laughs> just knows I was like do we have like a full old fashioned marionette puppet show <laughs> like do we need to do that is it going to scare him probably <laughs> is he going to be scared you think <laughs> maybe I don't know. Be terrified does he by want the old Moana there yes he does oh my God, want so Moana cute. there Ruth's reaction cute. to her balloons I think I watched that with my partner like three or four that times that was really it's really worth it just cute. for that one moment. Oh, it was so worth it. She was it just is. beaming. That was pretty so We're going to not talk about porn. We're going to talk about your yeah, kids the yeah, whole yeah. time. Okay. Because okay. That's what I care about. Okay, so anyway, so you guys are getting married probably sooner than later. So you can have a baby. Yeah, so after. I can have another baby. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd probably just wear the ring for like three or four years and be like, oh, yeah. we'll get married yeah. someday. Yes. Yes. Sure. Okay, did you guys plan Parker? Yes, we did. We All planned right. Parker. We tried to get pregnant. It happened. I was like, I knew exactly when I was pregnant. Ah! You know, That's before so I missed my period because we just we really wanted her. OK, OK, OK. We'll back up even further. Like you said, you're an adult content creator, which I think encompasses everything because you and Adam are now doing like a podcast, a podcast, a porn podcast, porn podcast where podcast. we actually have sex with the guests <laughs> after we interviewed them, which I know is so bizarre. No, it's such a good concept. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's like a, oh my God. a marriage of our two you know fields. worlds and fields so yeah because he is huge in the podcast world yeah like he's, he's just very good at it no jumper in case you guys don't that's what it yeah it's, yeah yeah that's yeah. his, his uh, channel. um and then you've been doing your adult content for a while and also youtube yeah and instagram and like because you're also like a mom influencer now yeah it's so weird i made that page originally just because I, I had like a bigger page that got deleted almost a year ago it was like three and a half yeah, million people and i was very particular about what i posted and i only post things that i thought would get like a lot of engagement and they were super sexual and i was just like oh kind of just want to be like a regular person and post pictures of my cat yeah and so i made a separate account and then that ended up being turning into the mom page but it's, i'm glad i made it yeah but um so anyway you have your you've been dipping your toes in a bunch of different fields yeah. but okay i want to back up even further because just i think what people are always so curious about is like what was your upbringing what was what drove me to this dark place yes <laughs> yes because as you can see now you're just in the pit of like despair and sin so i mean i i feel like people are gonna hear this story and be like i did not expect that that is how it happened i mean i went to glendale high i was in student government i was like obsessed with my i was like most spirited just loved I don't know. I love I loved school so fucking much. I, I know that's so weird. Like no one really likes going to school, but I I did. Like my mom used to threaten me, being like, "You're not going to go to school today." You know, <laughs> that's the consequence. Yeah, that was my <laughs> consequence. Okay, and I'd get so upset. Um, but after college or after high school, I went to college at UC Santa Cruz. I got a psych degree. Did super well there. Loved it. Um, and then I came back to LA and I took my GRE and applied for grad school and got into USC and was like. Okay, you have a lot of fucking debt. This program costs mm. a lot of money. Yes. You don't actually know if this is what you want to do or if you're just sort of following the steps in this linear way that everyone has told you. Like, this is the right way to do this, you know? And so that was when I kind of, like, 
I was like, okay, this is probably like, even though everyone in my family was like looking to me because I was the first person in my family to graduate college, like this, you know, they're, they weren't born here. They're like came here and they're expecting a much better life for me. And I probably let them down in some ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like didn't do that. I decided to just like nanny. I used to work with kids who have autism. So I just like worked with a family with kids, with kids who had autism. I was, I was like a good person, a good, <laughs> a regular, like, you know, stand up woman, I guess. Um, Stand up citizen. I've never broken the law. Like I've always just I'm I like follow the rules too much. Like I annoy myself, you know? Um, and Adam has such a problem with it because he's obviously like been a rule breaker his whole <laughs> life. He's like, you're the only one who's thinking about the speed limit. Right now. <laughs> I'm like, no. Um but yeah, I just like started interning at this social media startup kind of place because I just wanted something different. They paid right. me way less than all my nanny jobs did. But I just wanted to be able to like grow in what I was doing and actually talk to people my age. I was like, um, yeah, that's the hardest thing about nannying. You're like, I don't have any peers like yeah, or right. community just in my There's job. like very little stimulation going yes. on. So I started working for this company and we would like basically help girls grow on social media. And through doing that, I kind of like figured out how to grow my own social media mm -hmm. a little bit. What year was this? It was like 2016. Okay. Yeah. So 2016. And I had, I think it like gathered like maybe 25,000 to 50,000 followers on Instagram at the time. And that how? was on the private. Uh, honestly, the, I feel like it was all the Explorer page. Like the yeah, Explorer no, the page was a lot was totally easier different. to grow on. I didn't have any sort of special photos. I didn't know anything about lighting, outfits. I, I do not want to know what those photos look like. Was it just photos of you? It was like, me in my like bikini, okay. just like in a mirror, a selfie, a regular selfie. But I remember going to post that first picture being like, oh my God, all my aunties follow me. Like, what are they right. going to think? Right. Um, but, you know, I got into porn because my fans were asking me if I, if I was selling any nude photos. It wasn't... Because I was like, oh, I really want to get into right. the porn industry, you know. But for me, the appealing thing was like, okay, I'm working for this company 12 hour days sometimes making 10 bucks an hour when I have a degree. And it it's become like apparent to me that there's a formula here that if I just decide to do this with the amount of followers that I have right now and how much I can charge, I could be waking, making way more money and spending way less time mm -hmm. working for someone else. So mm -hmm. that was the appeal for me was the totally. freedom with my time. Yeah. And the first month that I decided to do the premium Snapchat thing, I made like $35,000. How did you do it? Did you, did people have to Venmo you? Like, no, how I, ha I had met, like, there's all these like weird, like, I don't know, porn pimpy type guys who will like have websites. And uh -huh. back then all the websites who would process your premium Snapchat payments were taking 50% from the girls. Wow. And I was like, That's a lot. no. And so one of the guys who had reached out to me, I was like, hey, like you can build me a site and I'll give you like 20%, but right. I'm not giving you 50%. And he kind of just like saw that I was like down and that I was probably gonna be like successful um, and that I cared. So we did that. And that's like how I made most of my money for until maybe 2018 before I really got into OnlyFans. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say, but well, OnlyFans, I mean, you were basically doing OnlyFans before Only, before yeah. OnlyFans, though. Before yeah. OnlyFans oh, was like a yeah. thing. Because you had your own existed. Yeah, because you had yeah. like your own page that you were regulating like your own content through. I was so happy that when OnlyFans came out, though, because just the way that the platform of Snapchat is where you have to upload every day. Mm -hmm. I was like, right. and then waiting just... for the snaps to load. I mean, you're doing like yeah. <laughs> one minute clips at a time. It's not ideal. And you have to like manually add every member and then see who canceled that month and then go and remove their name oh, yeah. i mean it's like it's not fun 
But so, yeah, I was just like really grateful for OnlyFans. But that's really what I did. I mean, my first month I made all that money and I was just like, there's no way that this is real. It's And, yeah. and there's no way it's going to last even six months. Like, I didn't think I'd be in my sixth year of doing it now. That's you know, so it's cool, kind of though. crazy. And every year has just been like bigger and better. And I was able to do it while I was pregnant and able to like not lose any of my income and then you know, just get right back in it. I feel I feel very grateful. Okay, so I want to rewind and and slow down to some of it because you I I watched a video where you talked about like growing up you were in a really conservative family, like oh, yeah. conservative traditional oh, yeah. Christian Armenian family. Yeah, I was I wanted to ask that too because we both grew up super conservative. I'm like on my side, I know my parents it was like premarital sex? Absolutely not. So yeah. I'm curious. I mean, sex was not family. even like a conversation, but I do right. remember like I was not allowed to watch MTV yeah. and <laughs> I, I've gone in trouble because I would like watch Boy Meets World and they'd be like Topanga <laughs> and Corey would kiss and you know, my dad would be so pissed yeah. when watching that. It was like, we just didn't talk about it. The idea of having a boyfriend, no way. Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember when I went to college, my dad called me when I was there. I had just moved into my dorm and he was just like talking to me, normal conversation, normal conversation. And then before he hung up, he just goes, no hanky pinky. Bye. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is the extent of our birds and bees conversation yeah, for my 18 years hanky, of life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that we just didn't we didn't talk about it. No. Okay, broads, quick pause. I literally cannot believe school is out in less than a month. Where did the time go? Anyway, the fact that the school year is winding down means I am on a mission to find activities to keep my daughter entertained, learning, and most importantly, having a ton of fun over the summer months. My go-to for this is KiwiCo's age-specific learning crate that delivers monthly science and art projects that cater to your child's curiosity and spark a love of learning that lasts a lifetime. Oh my gosh, we love KiwiCo. So they help kids learn and process complex ideas through objects and principles that they're already familiar with, like exploring the science of cooking or learning about geography and customs from new cultures. Um, everything is taught through really, really fun, hands-on projects that will keep your kiddo engaged and also helps them learn in a way that makes sense to them. And parents, KiwiCo has you taken care of too because when your child's monthly crate is delivered, everything you need for each project is included in the box. You don't have to go digging through drawers for tape or construction paper. We know how that is. Um, it means you and your little one have more time to learn and play together. So it's great. Honestly, I could not love KiwiCo more broads. In fact, Ember and I were having a conversation about KiwiCo like two days ago. She brought up, she's like, when's my next crate coming? KiwiCo is my most favorite. We love KiwiCo in this house. And I think as a parent, one of the best feelings is watching your kids gain independence and confidence. And let me tell you, the confidence Ember gets from completing a crate all on her own, absolutely priceless. Step into spring and celebrate the season of discovery with a KiwiCo subscription. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line. It's a pretty good, pretty good price. And they have crates for literally all ages, you guys. All ages, like from baby all the way up to adult. Um, so anyway, use code chatty at KiwiCo.com. 30% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code chatty. So something I've recently come to discover about myself is that when it comes to working out, I like to take a very um, non-committal approach to things. You know, there are those people that are signed up for their classes like a month ahead of time to get into their favorite studio with their favorite instructor. Yeah, 
It's just, it's just not me. I like to keep, we'll say I like to keep my options open, aka maybe mama's just, you know, not quite as organized. But here's the thing. What if one day I wake up and I feel like doing a 45 minute class and then the next day I only have 15 minutes or one day I feel like yoga, but the next day I wake up and decide I must do a boxing class. The Peloton app lets me uh, keep my workouts as flexible as my life is. And for that reason, it's the best. It's my fave. Oh my goodness. I have been using the Peloton app for years. It's like having your own personal trainer for any style of movement you want to do. And it's always at your disposal any time of day or night. There are thousands of live and on-demand classes, literally every activity you could ever want to do. I love their yoga classes. I love their guided runs. I love their treadmill guided like walks and hikes and runs. Um, the first guided run I was talking about, which I've talked about before, is like they're, they have audio-only guided runs for when you're running outside. I love that. Anyway, they have everything. I could go on and on. I'm already ranting. They've also got hit classes. I've been doing that a little bit lately, too. The thing I love most is that it doesn't matter if you're an expert or if you've you know never tried something before. Also, the time of day, you can get in like a little... 10-minute work, arm workout while your kid is napping. You can do an hour and a half long workout after the kids go to sleep. I'm just speaking from my own experience. Okay. Uh, you always finish feeling good too, and you always get a good sweat in. It's inevitable, both of those things, because the trainers are amazing, all of that. Okay, that was really quite a ramble fest, but trust me, I love Peloton, could not recommend it more. And it is no surprise that if workouts fit seamlessly into our lives, we're more likely to stick to them, right? Again, that's something that I'm really starting to realize about myself. And Peloton lets you work out in a way that works with your schedule. Right now is perfect is the perfect time to try out the Peloton bike or the Peloton app. Um, the Peloton bike is actually now 500 bucks less. It's the best price it's literally ever been. Um, you can also get free delivery and setup. There are a lot more game-changing prices available on the original Peloton bike and the Peloton tread. Visit onepeloton.com to learn more. O-N-E peloton.com. Okay, so that, and then when you went to, wait, so were you sexually active in high school? Yeah, I lost my virginity to my first boyfriend when I was like 16. Okay. And then had a couple other boyfriends after that. And then I went to college and I was like, ah, oh, I kind of just like want to chill and like, not have a lot of crazy sex. And then I got a, had a girlfriend for like the whole time I was in college. Yeah. So I didn't have sex with any guys, you know, after my first few months as a freshman. Um, and then after we broke up, I would say like I got my little hoe phase out. Right, right, Did my little slutty one night stand thing in L.A. Well, so, OK, did you like know that you were bi growing up or was that kind of something that you ne never even really thought about until like you got into this relationship? Because I was again, I'm open. doing my little research. So no, I, was yeah. you guys like, were I was always open minded. Then... I, I think I had kissed girls during like spin the bottle and yeah. things like that. Right. Um, and then with my uh, ex-girlfriend it was like we were best friends we we're very close and I mean when, when you go to college together and you live in like the same dorm house or whatever you're just like sharing the bed you're, mm -hmm. sh you're sharing everything you're so yeah. up in each other's <laughs> space and we were just kind of like we I think we had gotten drunk and kissed and then was like kind of like oh we we really liked that like yeah, more right. than we thought we would have and then our relationship really evolved interesting okay yeah. so then after college then you're in the job then you decided to transition fully into when did you take that leap when you're like I'm gonna do this like full-time and quit my job and was that do you remember that moment being big for you 
I was so like fed up with what I was doing. And I think I just like booked the flight to New York and was like, I'm going to do this. I went into New York and I met the guy who built my website and it was a big deal for me. Yeah. I remember just being like so pissed off about what I had to do on a day to day. And I didn't necessarily like agree with a lot of the things that the company would say to me. And, you know, back then we would work with model influencer types, but they were always kind of like shady about or had shade towards the girls who before me were doing the private Snapchat stuff. Mm. And like, we wouldn't put them on the Instagram and we wouldn't promote them. And I just thought it was so backwards. And so I was really over it. And at that point I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just going to do and be the thing that they hate. And they're like, kind of, you know, ignoring. Yeah. They're probably kind of jealous. Too. I think that they now do uh OnlyFans agency type stuff. So really, yeah. I mean, everyone's no. trying to figure out how they can monetize on other girls doing OnlyFans, right? right. You know, because that's the thing now. It there's a lot of money in it, and it's like when you have an Instagram and you're promoting models, like their goal is to get brands who are down to be marketed. Like they they want to find like the bang energies of the world, you right, know, and that's right. how they're going to make their income. But like, there's a lot more income in just selling yourself as the product, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, so, and that's why like, I don't have to worry about brand partnerships. Like it's nice when I get one that is down to work for me with me, even though I have, you know, like my 18 plus job, but you know, I can just rely on myself. Yes. Um. How do you feel I, f I mean, I personally feel and you would have more to say about this, but it seems like there's been so much more acceptance in the last couple of years about doing porn, about putting your body out there like for money online. And do you feel any kind of like one? Have you noticed that? And two, if so, do you feel sort of salty about like, wow, now like some of you people who who were like hating on girls who did this are now you're doing the same thing? Um, I don't feel salty. I mean, well, how should I say this? I guess if a girl was previously hating on it and then does it now and Directly, makes money off of it, right. that's kind of annoying. But there are like things about it that I don't like, such as, you know, not being honest with your fans about the kind of right. content that you're selling. That's right, right, one. Right. And two, the other thing that pisses me off is that like, like the Tana Mojos and the Corinna Cops and these girls who are like very well known as influencers. Right. The Bella Thorns. Yeah. Like <laughs> their Instagrams do not get deleted. Right. Because they are not seen in that way. And yeah, granted, they might only be posting like boob pictures on their on their OnlyFans and they're not actually having sex. Like you don't know that when you go to delete my Instagram. So that's the kind of stuff that bothers me is that the way people get treated, even though we all have OnlyFans and they're linking their OnlyFans and the porn girls aren't linking their OnlyFans. You know, it's like the rules are not the same for everyone. Right. right. And I've seen that with both your page and Riley Reed's pages, pages <laughs> yeah. of like and you're following the rules and guidelines that. I mean, and, and they're ambiguous, right? Like it's up to interpretation, but you're seeing that these other influence are post, influencers are posting the similar kinds of bikini shots, you know, thong shots, whatever, mm -hmm. cleavage shots. It's like, okay, well, I'm following the rules because yeah. I'm seeing these other people not get their stuff deleted. Why is my page getting right. deleted? Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's on every platform. So I'm kind of like, I still get mad about it, but I'm just so used to it at this point. You know, I don't make money on YouTube. I've just been flagged enough on YouTube for my content that like my CPM and everything is just very, very low. My yeah, TikTok, yeah. I think got deleted at some as part of like a sweep maybe because I had no violations. You know, I had so much content that was of me and Parker. So I'm like, 
you know, but it, it there, and there's no one you can talk to because they do not care. No. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, you do porn, we don't care about you. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. So, and they deny that shadow banning exists on their platforms. They just like, they have their language in such a way where they, where they're like, you know, live legal freedom, basically. Keep things ambiguous. Yes, exactly. And do things at their discretion. And it must come down to like someone on Instagrams, or you know, that works for Facebook or Meta, their individual discretion, who must recognize you as, right? Like, well, I think the way that it works is that, like, you have to get a certain amount of reports flag, right. before you get, like, a flag. Sure, sure. And so if you look at, I have, like, three different Instagrams now since my main page got deleted. But for two of them, I have photos of, one is a photo of a heart and one is a photo of the concrete. Because you cannot get deleted for impersonation if your default photo is not of your face. So I'm like, because I got deleted for impersonation. So at this point, I'm like, what? I am just being that targeted. Is so wild, yeah. Because it's like the violation is not about the content I'm posting. So I'm like scared to even talk about it because I'm like, is this going to bring on more <laughs> more reports for me? Sure. But um, yeah, it's like, it, it's crazy. Because I do know when content gets flagged, you know, an actual person has to review the flag. So then that makes me wonder, like, does that actual individual like think the content is bad or like knows who you are and then is like, oh, that's a porn star that. Yeah, no, yeah, maybe. And it's like the crazy thing now is that Adam and I have this OnlyFans podcast. And so we get the same set of photos sent to us to promote when an episode drops. He can post the photos. Wow. I cannot post the photos. <gasps> wow. If I share his photo on my story, I, I get it deleted on my story, but it exists on his page. And I'm not trying to say like he should be reported, but it's just like we're treated very differently for the same wow. exact thing. And I mean, you see it with like everyone. Yeah, you see a lot of times where the photographer will get to keep mm-hmm. the photo up, up but then the <laughs> yeah. model gets their <laughs> photo like, deleted. Me? Or like I've reposted a photo from that a photographer posted and then it, my story got a violation yeah. but then the post is still right, up and, like, and I'm like yeah. and I believe they know that they, these pl- these problems exist on their platforms sure. but they just don't know how to address them like what is the best way to address these issues well, so what's the solution in their yeah. defense like what is the solution I don't know but they have to figure out something please figure it out <laughs> okay did that in did that affect your business significantly having your Instagram deleted would you say I was curious about that it's hard to say quantitatively uh, because like there was such a huge spike in the income for uh, during mm. quarantine, like in an outrageous way. Right. And it was like I was pregnant when that was happening. And, and so I was like, oh, is this happening because I'm pregnant? Like, am I getting all these like fetish people? But no, I think it was just like all across the board. Numbers were way up. Everyone was inside and everyone was watching porn and was entertainment was up. Bored and at home, you know. Yeah. So there was like a dip, but it was also a dip in the same time that everyone was leaving their houses and the stimulus checks ran out and things like that. Um, whether or not I have my Instagram, I'm financially like I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Cause I have, you know, a certain amount of subscribers and stuff, but I feel bad for the smaller creators where that is everything to them. Like they're 10,000 right. or 15,000 followers or whatever they have on Instagram or social media. Like that is the difference between whether or not they can pay their rent. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. Okay. So when did you meet Adam and when did you guys get together? So I met him when I was still working at the other company and I was like looking at his life. I'm like, okay, he's a YouTuber. He wakes up and he does whatever the hell he wants, which is having 50 tabs of different YouTube videos open and watching (laughs) them one by one. Um, And I was like presenting him with this private Snapchat thing. I was like, 
look like th- like I can make this much money in my first month if I decide to do this like you know and he was just like yeah what the fuck just do it what are you what are you waiting for kind of thing and he'd already dated like porn stars and you know wasn't afraid of like the stripper scene or whatever sure. he's you know he's like a little grungy dude um but yeah so I like I guess I just needed that little push from him to do it. And back then when I did start doing the private Snapchat, I was literally taking pictures of my boobs in the shower. Like it wasn't anything serious. Yeah. Now, now but that's everyone... why people liked it though too, right? It's like, I remember the private Snapchat thing. It seemed uh-huh. like there was appeal because it was a very peek personal, into your yeah. intimate It's like world. very sneaky, yes. you know, and you are taking like individual pictures for someone and sending it to them yeah. on Snapchat. It feels like, yeah, they're like, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. Very girlfriend experience. We're in a relationship. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. So you're no, saying. Fine. So that's, was like 2016 yeah that was when i left and then he was like this is before what you know youtubers would call the adpocalypse on youtube mm-hmm. he was like we're gonna make you a youtuber like you're hot you can do this and he was like i'm gonna manage you i'm gonna help you out and then you know we figured out that that's not actually gonna work because you can't <laughs> always make money if you're a hot girl on youtube <laughs> but like he tried to kind of lie in the beginning of our relationship and be like oh yeah i'm gonna manage you but like it was his low-key way of saying, like, I'm, I'm down for this sort of situation. Um, and, God, I can't believe it's been, like, six years with him now, too. But, yeah, just I, – I, he, like, encouraged me to do the YouTube thing and vlog. And I actually had a lot of fun with it because I used to write a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't write anymore. But when I was vlogging, it kind of felt like what I was getting from writing is, like, mm-hmm. processing my thoughts and kind of, like, you know, I, I didn't – care what who was listening or what or what they were thinking about what I was saying but it was just the act of doing it that yep. was really nice mm-hmm. and I would never want to go back and see any of them because I know I've like cried and looked terrible <laughs> and you know but I'm kind of glad that I did that yeah it also helped me become really comfortable on camera right yep. which then leads me to my next question which is at what point because now you're like, you're doing it all on OnlyFans, right? You're doing, I mean, well, not doing it all, but mm-hmm. I mean, like you're doing scenes with you and Adam, doing threesome scenes, doing scenes with girls. So like, at what point did you tra- make this transition from just doing little solo shots and like, like you said, pics of your boob in the sho- mm-hmm. boobs in the shower to being like, okay, let's do more like porn, po- traditional like porn content. And like, so- I'm interested in that trend, in that. And also like having your relationship i mean the sex from your relationship be also part of the content that you're selling yeah i mean in the beginning it was like me and him would be playing around and he would like film me because it was fun and then i'd be like oh i can use this like that's cool right um and we used to like go out and just have spontaneous threesomes all the time anyways we were kind of like always down um and then we ended up having a threesome with a girl who also did private snapchat so we were like well, after we had already started, it was like, oh, we should film this. Oh, we should sell this. And then I was like, I just made like 20 grand last night. And I didn't like, I didn't realize like that was a thing uh-huh. that I could, you know, Collabs. make better content right? and make more money. Um, and, and now it's just like the standard because, yeah. you know, there's more people doing it. It's more competitive. Like your content should be good. But it sort of just happened in that way. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can really monetize yeah. this aspect. People want to see this. My life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then you started. When was that? Do you know? That was like 2017, probably. And um, I, I guess I didn't like do it more often because there was just like less people who were doing it that I, I was aware of. Because a lot of the girls who did private Snapchat, like they were just doing solo content. It was just them dancing around in a bikini, masturbating, whatever. But now 
you know, when I go on Twitter, I have like almost everyone muted. I'm sorry, guys. Otherwise, my whole feed <laughs> is just porn. But like everyone is doing like collaborations in the same way that like right. you guys might collaborate with another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a way to grow, yeah. grow yeah. your following and all yeah. of that kind of thing. Same idea. I think that's so interesting. And did your parents know? When did they start? Yeah, knowing I'm curious what about the fam. Um, I mean, my mom figured it out like right away. And my mom is just like a very anxious, fearful person yeah. everything. She's like, he's going to break your heart. Like everything was like a worry to her. Whereas like, why worry about my heart being broken? Like there's a big chance my heart been broken in my life. Yeah. Um, You're like, it's likely to happen just in general. Yeah. And then I think her, her thinking was like, Oh my god, this is bad! You're you're gonna become a drug adi- addicted person, and you're gonna die under a bridge somewhere. Yeah. But there's Kim Kardashian, and and she look at her like it didn't it, it didn't hurt her career, and so she would kind of flip flop back and forth. And it, I think now she's definitely like come to terms with it. And we don't talk about where I'm going when I leave the house, so that she can watch the kid. You know, it's just kind of like <laughs> I've worked today is all I say. Right. Yeah. Um. And she'll always say, like, your makeup looks really pretty. Your outfit looks really pretty. But we don't talk about anything more than that. With my dad, I have really no clue what he knows at this point because we just don't talk about it. There was, like, a period of time, maybe six months, where he didn't talk to me. And Mm. as far as I knew, he was just upset that I had even an Instagram. And he, he heard I was doing bad stuff on YouTube, which is, like... If you think I'm doing bad stuff on YouTube and YouTube's terms of service don't allow anything that's actually, you know, triple X, like, well, then how would you feel about what I am actually doing? Right, right, right. And I do think if he knew, uh, like, he would find comfort in the fact that Adam is my only male partner and yada, yada, yada. But we just don't talk about it. Is he just kind of older, too, where he's like, you're on the YouTube and you're doing bad things on the YouTube? It's like. I think I've heard my dad say like, oh, no, don't tell the therapist anything like like sharing your personal private information. It's just you just don't you just do don't. It. And I've always been an oversharer. Like, I just don't care. I'll talk about what happened to the bathroom this morning. Like, I just share right. with everyone things that people don't want to know. But with my family, That's good when you're a social media. Yeah, content yeah you're like, fuck it, everyone, everyone can know my business. People are watching me. to yes, know my business, to, You know, yep. but so that's like the kind of thinking that that he's coming with is like. You don't tell it. Like, I, I don't know. I think with my family, they think that we live in like a town square where everyone's just walking around Bridgerton <laughs> style and just like whispering about everyone. Right. All Did you the see time. her? Yeah, yeah. Did you see? And like, I don't really feel like it's like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what my parents have said to me in the past, like, you really embarrassed us. I'm like, who's us? Right. Like, what's going on? Like, what are you talking about? You know? Right. 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 But I, I think it's just like the general Armenian community, which. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good to put yourself out there because then what can people gossip about if all your business is already out there? Yeah, I don't I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I still, though, when I go to like a bank, I try to avoid the teller with the Armenian name because I just like, <laughs> I just don't, like, I, I don't know. Maybe they instilled that in me where I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you're my grandma. I feel like you're my auntie. So like, let me try to find someone else <laughs> to talk to because they're going to want to know what I do for a living and why so you make it so nosy nosy. sometimes <laughs> oh, you're so is. wealthy what do you do? <laughs> straight up and I'm just like I married a rich guy like I just fucking lie I'm a dentist I have come up with th- right, th- tons right. of stories and the banker true. is nosy they are the last time I was at the bank like I was like cashing a specific check and like they were asking I'm like am, do, am <laughs> I obligated to tell you what, can I have my money can you not just like 
And no, like, they're really, and I think part of it is like they want to know so then maybe they can leave their bank job and figure out what you're doing. <laughs> but I'm up. just like, the good thing about OnlyFans being really popular now is with a teller who asked me last time, I was just like, OnlyFans. And that's all I had to say. And he didn't ask any questions. Yeah. He kind oh. of just knew. Right. Like, it's all like, right. Okay, that's why. He's like, I'll be looking you up later. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Exactly. Like, take note of the name. I hope he subscribes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, actually, uh, on that note, too. So with your parents, actually, no, this is related to money. With your parents, like, it was never like, oh, how can you afford to buy two houses? Is that just, is that just kind of something with like, because I know sometimes my parents are like, I'm not even going to ask. They, I don't even want to know. They don't want to worry, so they just don't ask you. Is yeah, that I you just mean? don't want to know. I, I, or like, I don't want to know something yeah. that might hurt me or might make me yeah. uncomfortable. I mean, I, I think to when I was buying my house, my like the first house we got, my, my family never, we never lived in a house that we owned ever. You know, we've always right. just rented my whole life. So I think like they were proud of the fact that I was going to be buying property. But my dad is really great in that he's never tried to be super nosy. He just like parents from afar and like lets me do my thing. Yeah. He's just like, I, I just hope you've crunched the numbers and this is okay for you. <laughs> like, but without saying like, it's never condescending. It's, it's just very nice. It's very casual. Um, and I mean, I love that I have him because God, you, you move into a house and all of a sudden you're supposed to know all kinds of shit. Oh, like you're supposed to have oh a plumber <laughs> and you're supposed to have a landscaper and you're supposed to know how to tell them what you want about landscaping. And my family will come over and then she'll be like, your bushes look really bad. And I'm like, I just never fucking noticed my bushes look bad. Like I'm supposed to know, have an opinion about bushes. I know, I'm a fraud. I don't get it. You're like, I know about bushes, but not about bushes. Yeah, yeah, I just, okay. I don't, and like, uh. like, there's nothing else. No, when my family will come over, they're like, your house is in shambles. I'm like, I don't know how to do any of this. Okay. Yeah. The landscaping is relatable. We killed like our front yard and backyard within our first know. six months living in our house. You didn't do I it was on just purpose? Like, no. <laughs> no. It was just like, uh, I didn't even know who the landscaper was or that I was supposed to like pay him this way. Like no one even told like, me. Like, I him. No, they don't I, tell you anything. And like my dad's an electrician. So I'll always call him with like, is this right? Are they lying to me? And he got so pissed because this guy fucking charged me $2,000 for something. And he was like, how long was he there? And I was like, two hours. He was like, you need to ask me how long you I'm like, okay, okay. He's like always mad that I'm fucking shit up. Like, I'm just supposed to know these things. I remember Sorry, what Dad. I was going to say about money. I saw someone's Instagram where people were DMing them. They were bank tellers who were looking up celebrities' bank accounts. Because oh, technically, what? it's very illegal. You can get fired from your job oh, yeah. from doing that. But you could, as a bank teller, if they bank with, let's say, Wells Fargo, they could look up Jessica Ambrose or Rebecca Martinez or Lena. N what is it? Recession. Yeah, they can yeah. just look it up. Yeah, and and know what's in your bank account. That is that's such a violation. That, yeah. Yeah, it's very like you. I would not do it. You'd risk losing your job if someone yeah. finds out. And they can look can at the logs on the computer too? and see that Jeez. someone is yeah, doing exactly. that. My, like, see, my petty ass, like I wouldn't ever even look up celebrities. I'd be looking up like my Friends. enemy in <laughs> high school. I'd be like, what's she up to now? Negative five dollars yeah. in her account? Good. Yeah, it's just like, oh, all the people I ever had an issue with. Yeah. Oh my Got her, bitch. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that was crazy though where like, that it's. I've never even thought about how someone mm -hmm. at the bank could yeah, that's bananas. Know who you are. And I like always think about how Pornhub could probably figure out what celebrities are into what if they really wanted to somehow track their wow. accounts or their computers. It was like, what are their fetishes? Wow. I feel like everybody uses Pornhub. So sure. Sure. Yeah. Be like big time celebrities having very specific searches. Well, think. Of, OK, so we had um, 
people on our podcast who are podcasters and their podcast is produced by an AI. It's the first podcast ever produced by an AI and it has total access to their computers and phones. And like it's done crazy things where they'll be talking like, oh, I was listening to our episode last week. And then the AI will pull up a video that was recorded from the camera of him like eating chips and his dog licking his head while he's watching their episode on YouTube. What? And so anyway, I was just thinking like AI would would be able to like know your dream girl or your everything based on, oh my God. Based on so all scary. of your porn Yeah, searches. this is freaking me out. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go clear all my stuff right now. <laughs> okay. Lord. Yeah. Moving, moving away from the, the money and the scary AI conversation, like I am interested. How did doing like, how did doing porn and showing your body like did that? You suddenly, I'm, I'm assuming, are getting like feedback on your body in a very specific way. Did you ever get, start getting like messages, comments, wherever, whatever that started making you like question your body image? And I was also read read somewhere or listened to something where you're saying like when you went to UC Santa Cruz you were like I had discovered like feminism for the first time so you're oh, like yeah. I wasn't shaving yeah. I was yeah. like fuck the patriarchy oh, so standards <laughs> yeah. and then now you're kind of on the flip side of it where I mean it just is what it is I do it when I get ready for the podcast too mm-hmm. you're like prepping yourself for the male gaze so oh yeah to speak. I mean like, I didn't own like foundation until maybe three or four years ago I just like always wore my Maybelline mascara, the, the pink bottle, you yeah. know, and that was pretty much it. And, you know, once you start doing certain things, you kind of feel like you always have to keep up Step with it, up. it yeah. you know. Um, but I do. I, I, I guess I'm super black and white because I just wish I could go back to the complete opposite <laughs> way, having my armpit hair super long. I mean, yeah. it helped that I had a girlfriend and I was in Santa Cruz, like yes. in the fucking Redwood Forest. Right. I was very accepted over there. Uh-huh. Um, but I would say that I always kind of had body image issues even before I started doing um, adult work and putting my body online. It definitely hasn't helped that okay. there's always constant feedback and then, you know, having a baby and then being postpartum. I feel like being postpartum was, and I mean, I'm still postpartum. Everyone's always postpartum once they have a kid. Uh, That was probably like the worst of it. Cause even though other people always tell me like, oh my God, you look exactly like you did before you had Parker. I am like, no, this and this and this and this. And like, part of it was like, I, my body completely changed for a while after I had Parker. I lost my Instagram account. So I felt like there was like this identity shattering (sighs) going on. And then I was met with like, I don't know how many new uh, OnlyFans girls there were who came into the scene at the same time who were probably like all 10 years younger than me. So I was like having this like big insecurity around that time. Like, what can I do that will make me feel like I'm really competing in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, So I, I feel like a little bit better than I did from when I first had her, but it's always a thing. But it's like, I, I walk into a room and I'm like, actually objectively the biggest girl in the room and then the smallest girl in the room has the exact same issues you know Mm -hmm. she is like oh my god i'm huge Mm -hmm. and it's like you have to film yourself edit yourself and sell yourself and then get the feedback about yourself so it's like how do you avoid thinking about it yeah you know it's it's kind of sad because you're just like what there what is the solution if you decide that you're gonna stay in this space yeah you can get therapy and stuff but like 
probably the stuff that the therapist would want want you to be doing would include you not doing your job you know (laughs) right right yeah Yeah, because I was gonna say I'm like was there ever a moment when you were postpartum where you're like I don't think I want to do this anymore just because of feeling that overwhelming like sense of yeah definitely and I think maybe I like jumped back into it a little too quick like Mm -hmm. when I look at how my body looked even two months postpartum like I didn't do a lot different from there to now my body just naturally started like changing and going Mm -hmm. back to its natural form but I think I I was trying so hard because in the past I've done things to get thinner or whatever I was trying so hard in the very beginning to do things that my body just wasn't responding to my Mm -hmm. body was not ready pushing yourself too yeah Yeah. you know I would like whether I ate salad or ate chocolate like I would weigh the same my body was like don't fuck with me Mm -hmm. we know what we're doing Mm -hmm. and this is what size you're gonna be right now right you know so I just like had to let my body do its thing and I think that now that I know that I will be less stressed the next time around Mm -hmm. like we've done this before it's gonna be okay you're not gonna completely lose your career no one's gonna forget about you Mm -hmm. you'll be fine Mm -hmm. are there any practical ways you've set more boundaries or like limits about like not reading comments or like is there any ways that you've kind of created to protect yourself sorry to the commenters but i don't really read the comments anymore like six years in i'm kind of just like some people are gonna like me some people are gonna hate me i think that one benefit that i had is that i was actually a lot bigger when i first got into this like i was you know a thicker girl and (laughs) people really liked that so um i had some give i guess but yeah i just I, i don't really read the comments anymore um and then for my photos, like I'll take my photos and now I will send them to someone to edit them. I don't want to look at them because then I'm going to sit there and try to make eight different Botox appointments for the next right. two years. Like That's a great... scheduling it all in advance. Like I just I'm, I'm not down. It's yeah. just not going to make me feel better. You know, yeah. no, that's a great, great idea. It's just like no knowing yeah. yourself to know that like, I mean, I'm like, I do the same thing. I'm just zooming in all of a sudden. Yeah. If you leave me alone with my phone it's fun. and my photos are my husband because my husband is really the only one who will take pictures of me <laughs> and I'll open up his photo album and all of a sudden I'm like two hours later like down a spiral hole like you said i'm yeah. like all the appointments made just so in yeah. my head I'm i think like, i, I can't got even like three or four different surgical consults in november and december Damn. For, for surgeries that i'm not gonna have right. anytime soon i just like really had to go talk to these doctors to see what they can do about my body and they were like well do you want to get pregnant again and i was like <laughs> Yeah, they're like, then don't get a fucking breast lift. Like, right? what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, I was just in this. There's nothing I can do. I can't like I want more children and I care about that way more than looking exactly how I want to look, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that I think that that's just what it's hard. Not even I mean, I think it's probably amplified with porn, but just with like influencing in general, mm-hmm. you know, there's no shortage of people doing it but there's also no shortage of fans right and it's like someone being you know you're I just think of the way I look at other people's pages where I'm like oh my god like you are doing so much of this and I wish I could be doing more of that yeah or like you're doing photos like this and I just wish I had like that same vision but it's like they're not detracting from my audience right yeah. and I, I feel like you probably have to think of it in those terms too mm-hmm. where you're like all these new girls like or all these thinner girls or whatever they're yeah. not like taking away your business yeah exactly because like everyone's there for something different and you know, I see the girls who are single and they're, you know, they work with everybody. And so they're pumping out a lot more content than me because they don't have a kid and they mm-hmm. don't have like someone that they're in a committed monogamous thing with. So then they go and they work a bunch. And sometimes I'm like, I see that and I'm like, oh, I feel like I should be that productive. 
And it's like, no, this is what I'm doing. This is my thing. And I actually don't want to work every single day. So I'm lying to myself when I'm right. like sitting there and comparing myself to people, you know? Yeah. And I just have to like check in yeah. with myself about that. I feel that so real. Like I'll see other influencers where I'm like, damn, they're like so good about like showing every aspect of their day. And I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to be yeah. talking to my camera from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. I don't want that. Because you know that it's not actually going to make your day feel better. No. Like, at the end right. of the day, it doesn't make you happier, actually. You're like, I'm a good content creator. But then what else? You know, then you're probably going to be on your phone a lot when you'd rather be paying attention to your kids, mm -hmm. you know. And that's what, like, I'm really now that I have an assistant, I'm really trying to, like, I want to just delete my apps from my phone and have her just post everything for me yeah. so that I don't have to read the replies in my DMs. I, Instagram won't stop showing me shit to buy. I am yeah. like, God damn it. I spend so much time on this fucking app yeah. looking at stuff. They got you hooked. No, they got me. All the shopping, all the comparison to where mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, all of a sudden I'm down in whatever spiral and I'm just like, whether that be, oh, I should be posting more because this person is but or then what you they need look it for like your job. whatever. Like we all have right, that. I need right. it for a job. You guys need to know what people are talking about yeah so it's like how do you do that in a safe and safe for your mental health productive way you know you just have to be on top of it i guess every day you have to be constantly reassessing like and, and it's like, even that <laughs> alone is exhausting yeah but i feel like the goalposts always keep moving and you've probably experienced this too where like you know I, I thinking about that like oh if I posted like all day every day on my stories then maybe I get more followers but then if I got to a million followers or whatever then what's the next goal post there's the mm -hmm. other influencer yeah, that has course. two and a half million followers and yeah. whatever it's like you're constantly trying to like one up yourself it's never which gonna can end. get exhausting because you're you're like killing it on OnlyFans well, yeah. I mean, and I look at you yeah. and I, I think like wow she posts so much to her stories she has all these really beautiful aesthetic photos of her huh? children like right. I will go like a month without posting my mom page and I'm like am I even a mom right. <laughs> but it's like i'm just living my life but right. uh, you know so <laughs> yeah i think do you experience that like imposter syndrome with oh. uh like in the porn industry specifically i'm curious about that i feel like i i, I experience it in in both like i don't feel like quite like a mom influencer mm. i just mm -hmm. like happen to be a mom and happen to have followers and then also a little bit in the porn industry i guess because i like i don't know i like i when i came in like I was doing the private Snapchat thing first and then I went viral on YouTube. So it became the cell was like YouTuber does porn, but I never quite felt like super part of any of the industries. Cause if you ask people if I'm a YouTuber, a lot of YouTubers would say like, no, she's a porn, you know, it's oh, like, right. which, sure, in, which industry sure. am I actually accepted in? Um, which I mean too, I, I do feel accepted in the adult industry. It's not to say that, but in the beginning, the private Snapchat thing was really new. And even though I was making like the same amount of money or more money than a lot of the girls doing traditional porn, I wasn't like accepted because, you know, there's like all these things that you're supposed to accomplish and establish in porn that people are like trying to achieve, trying to work for a certain company who's like, you know, more prestigious than another company or like, you know, doing your first anal, doing your first gangbang, whatever. And I like never did any of those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, you know, Fleshlight offers me a Fleshlight, which is like, you can't just get one. Uh -huh. So then it was like that, like, oh, why, why, why are we treating this person like this? Uh huh. But now it's like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the future Fleshlight girls are going to be just OnlyFans well, girls because, say. you know, if they already have an audience that they accrued on social media, why would they go shoot for a big company? Mm -hmm, so it's right. like I, I guess was early on the yeah, way. So you were in you that in, you were in that pioneer where then people were going, "Why did she get it?" And I, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, like, and now I don't think, I don't think girls would remember it in that way. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because it's just so normalized now that it's like the OnlyFans girls have taken over. Yeah. You know? Do you feel like that's a... I mean, I think a lot of people feel like it's good for creators like in the porn issue. Do you feel that way? Oh, like, absolutely. When I talk to a girl who like I feel like has accrued a good enough amount of followers on social media to just do it herself and I ask her if she wants to shoot and she says like I'm mostly just shooting for companies right now I'm kind of like well damn like like I mm. maybe she's the kind of person who really gets enjoyment for having other people watch her have sex so maybe that's why she's there but I just feel like you should feed your own content machine because whatever I shoot today I could sell for the next 10 years but when you shoot for a producer right. you get paid one time on set and then you don't make money off of it ever again. And you're not investing you're in not an investing. audience. Yeah. I mean, they may post you on their social media, but they're not required to post you on their social media. You have to post them on your social media to promote the scene. It's like in your contract. And the rates, like, they're okay, depending on uh, mm-hmm. how your money is on OnlyFans. But in the long run, you're going to make more just making your content for yourself and selling it on OnlyFans or whatever platform happens to be the platform next. So... If I was being honest with those people, I would be like, you know, you're good. Just like go do your thing. I mean, you can shoot for companies still here and there. But like, why would you spend all your time shooting for companies? Do you think maybe some people just don't even want to deal with the production of like their own content? You're like, if you're not organized and you need someone to just tell you, like, show up at this time, show up at this place. We're going to do your hair and makeup. This is what you're going to wear. Then I can see that. But I don't think it's the smart move. Okay, broads, one more quick pause. So. A few weeks ago, I was desperately trying to find a piece of furniture for our house, and my god, I forgot how rough it can be, okay, after about the 10th page of scrolling through nearly identical chairs on one of those huge furniture websites, I had a headache, I was in a bad mood, and I didn't even want the chair anymore, okay, I was ready to give up that easily, right? Then I remembered that the perfect solution for furniture shopping already exists, and that is article. Oh my gosh, Article makes furniture shopping like a thousand times easier because they combine the super curated experience of shopping at a boutique furniture store with the ease and simplicity of shopping online. And instead of just like, oh my God, browsing page upon, sometimes there's, sometimes you'll type in like, oh, you know, I'm looking for a coffee table and you will get literally hundreds of like result pages when you're on certain websites. But Article... You are not browsing aimlessly. You can shop with confidence knowing that everything on their site is going to mix, match, and pair perfectly together because they have a team of designers that focus on just a few cohesive design aesthetics like mid-century, industrial, Scandinavian. They've got the perfect pieces for every design style. I have legitimately ordered furniture pieces before that have delivery times as long as six months. That is so wild and somehow became the standard, but with article All in-stock pieces are delivered in less than two weeks. Two weeks. And shipping is even free on all orders over $999 in the U.S. and Canada. Article is offering our listeners 50 bucks off their first purchase of $100 or more. So to claim, visit article.com slash chatty. The discounts are going to be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash chatty to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Broads, if you're looking to switch up your beauty and wellness routine to be a little bit cleaner, a good place to start is with the things that you use every single day. And for a lot of us, that means makeup. My favorite clean beauty brand, Thrive Cosmetics, is where it is at. I love it so much. We just have to tell you all about it. And by the way, I know you know about Thrive Cosmetics because I know Thrive Cosmetics has been 
all over social media lately because everyone is posting about how good the products are and doing demonstrations because you just can't believe how quality these products are. Um, okay, Thrive Cosmetics, they've got no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and 100% vegan and cruelty-free products. Incredible. Thrive, they take clean beauty seriously. There's no shortcuts. I am obsessed with their liquid balm lip treatment. My lips have never looked better when I use the product. It's like a leave-on little lip serums. It instantly plumps and smooths my lip, but it also leaves them glossy but not sticky. So to me, that is the perfect lip product. And, you know, even if I'm feeling like I'm a little bit of a mess otherwise, I feel like the liquid balm treatment just makes me a little more polished and a little more pulled together. I always have it in my purse or like, I think I, I also have an, another one in my car. I'm always armed. Yes, makeup that makes you feel instantly good with minimal effort is just, it's just the best. But Thrive Cosmetics is even more big picture than just making you feel good. They want to help all women thrive, which is why they have created the Bigger Than Beauty campaign for every product purchased. Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive no matter what situation they are in. Now is a really good time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. And right now you can get 15% off your first order when you go to thrivecosmetics.com slash chatty. That's Thrive Cosmetics. That's like a good cause is the way it's spelled. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash chatty. Thrivecosmetics.com slash chatty. And you're going to get 15% off your first order. Well, because you're when you're doing OnlyFans, you're investing in a whole fleet of subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious. Okay, I want to get more into the whole pregnancy aspect. So a lot of people are curious about mm-hmm. that too. But just business wise, did you put your OnlyFans on pause, or like, do you have that option on the site to be able to like pause the subscriptions, or when you weren't creating new content, or did you batch content? How did that work Wait, throughout? When I the- was pregnant, yeah, and when you took time off, like postpartum, like were you? Did you batch content so you're releasing still new content in your OnlyFans, or did you still have just subscribers rolling over with no new content on? So I had, I would like recycle content because, okay. like, if I had a scene from 2017 and you only subscribed in 2020, like there's a huge chance that you hadn't seen that scene. I did try to film as much as possible before I had the baby, right. but it was like pandemic, like no one was really working with each other. Um, and I think I took like a dip, maybe my first two or three months postpartum. But then as soon as I started shooting again, it just like my fans came back kind of thing. But I think the way to do it is to just have like a good backlog of content and try to create as much as you can while you're able to, which like I'm working a bunch this month so I could take two weeks to travel next month, you know? Yeah. And uh, you don't actually have to have like that much content. Like if you're releasing a scene every fucking day, you're a workhorse. You're crazy. Oh, I, no, my vagina would die. No, I'm like, <laughs> every day. I'm like, and I would oh probably start to hate it. You know, yeah, sure. I shot six scenes last week, which is like a big, a lot of scenes for me. But mm-hmm. I had fun every single day. I didn't dread it. But if I did that like every single week, I would probably start to be super over it. It's exhausting. Feel oh, like you yeah. could get burnout easily. Um, but that is cool because even if you hadn't created content planning for the leave, hypothetically, you could take three months off and not post anything, and you'd lose subscribers, but you'd still have yeah income. Oh yeah, and for like sure. that's so much freedom. Absolutely, yeah. In your career, yeah. I'm like, I don't need to like figure out how long I could have my postpartum period be I don't have to worry about going back in six weeks like, right I can do whatever I want which is like yeah. just really nice so much yeah. freedom yeah 
Okay, now with pregnancy, this is something people are always curious about because they're like, did she, people get very weird about like, did she shoot content or did this person shoot content while they were pregnant? Which is really interesting. I don't. I mean, I did. I, I'm not <laughs> sure. It's a, it's a strange like, what's the implication? Like your, your unborn child is part of the scene. Like it's a, str- it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very strange. The implications of why I people read have- about pregnancy fetishes and it's never about the fact that there's like a baby inside of you. From what I understand, it's like, you are just like the epitome of woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're curvier, you're fuller. Even Adam has commented to me like, oh, I love your pregnant face. It's like very youthful. Like oh. I had more fat in my face. I was just glowing. Yeah. And was- I feel like that is part of it. And like if someone had ever tried to buy like a custom pregnancy fetish video from me and be like, rub your belly and talk to it, like I wouldn't do it. I'd <laughs> right. be like, this is crossing right. the fucking line for me. Um, and towards the end when I was super pregnant, like I did film a couple scenes, but I literally tapped out. I was like, I cannot fucking do this anymore. I'm a big woman. Um, I'm tired, man. Oh my but God. But even now, like people are like, oh, you're going to regret this after you have your baby. And, and I don't regret it. Like I think I will do my next pregnancy the same like I will probably respect myself a little more in the sense that like if I am too tired to shoot I'm not going to push myself to shoot but I don't I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it no Mm -hmm. also when people say like oh how do you feel about the pregnancy fetish I mean people fetishize all sorts of weird shit looking at your photos on I mean I'm sure people are jerking off to my pregnant photos on Instagram it doesn't mean I'm not gonna doesn't mean I'm not gonna post post a pregnant photo (laughs) I can't control what other people do with that content I mean I see it with like oh I can't believe you would put your daughter in a crop top like you're sexualizing my daughter in her crop top that's That's, That's, you like she's wearing a fucking butterfly tank top like leave her alone I'm not gonna let weirdos dictate how I live my life like I'm not gonna not go to the beach or the pool with my kid like in a swimsuit because someone might be looking like I don't no, right. I don't want to go. And about if that's the world what you want to do as a parent, then you know you sure. do your thing. Yeah, but, like, but yeah, if, you, if that's if the you person always who's... think in that way, like that's a kind of a shitty way to be thinking all the time. Just like uh, major anxieties about like just normal things. It's exhausting. Oh. Yeah, I think. Um, so, what point did you stop shooting content in your pregnancy, or was there a point where you like definitively were like, I'm, I'm out. Um, I just stopped scheduling stuff and. I think that was probably like I probably shot my last scene in like the eighth month, but I remember it was like a threesome, Damn. and <laughs> oh, something really weird happened. Which, which maybe you guys experienced this too. All of a sudden, I had a gag reflex like a month into oh. pregnancy. I'm like, where? Why can't I give head anymore? You know? So, so that was one of the, the more unenjoyable things. Jesse seemed like you know. Oh who my god! Serious. It literally it traumatized me because. I like to pride myself on I love giving head and I feel like it's something I'm good at. And all of a sudden, it wasn't right away for me in pregnancy. The second I started my second trimester, I remember going down on my husband and all of a sudden I was like, oh, your throat's closed up. Like, he doesn't go anymore. And I was like, I was dreading. I'm like, is this who I am now? Like, I was so scared it was going to last for forever. Yeah. (laughs) I've actually seen like one of the girls that I know in the industry tweet like, she got pregnant for like eight weeks. She didn't even know she was pregnant at the time, but she she figured it out because she all of a all sudden, of a sudden they had a gag me. reflex. So wow. I'm like, this is not just me. It's not just you. This yeah. is something that's <laughs> happening. So like there was things about what was going on in my body that made sex less enjoyable, but I was actually really horny. I was really wet, which I cannot say that for like postpartum up to a year. I was like, oh, mm. am I ever going to like sex again? But I feel like that has more to do with the fact that like you don't really have the 
energy and the space right. to get horny. You're just like taking care of you're overwhelmed. So many things. You're so tired. Yeah. Well, that is something that I also wanted to ask about, which was how did you navigate one, like you said, the postpartum libido shifts? Because yeah, I don't even think it necessarily has to do with biology sometimes. It's just circumstantial where you're like, I didn't have to worry about this mm-hmm. test no. shit 10 months ago. And yeah. like, now I'm, it's covered, my life. I'm covered in spit up. I'm leaking. Yes. Like, I just don't feel Ugh. sexual. So, yeah. How did you deal with that when you're like, did you feel the pressure of like, this is my job. I got to get back into this. A little bit like I would try to just avoid going on Instagram because it would give mm. me this like FOMO and like like everyone's working and you're not. And so I at that point in my life, I was really trying to like fix my relationship with how I use my phone because I was just noticing mm. how much it affected me because like I do have the financial freedom where I I could not work for the next year if mm-hmm. I wanted to. So I didn't really need to be like worrying about it. But I was putting the pressure on myself. It wasn't coming from anybody else. And yeah, my fa- my fans wanted like more and more and more content from me. But I just like wasn't ready. I did start shooting like three months after. Um, but like, you know, you don't feel hot. You're like got breast milk all over yourself. Yep. And that's when I had the idea of like okay i really need to create like a separate space for myself where mm-hmm. i can go and be this hot fantasy woman your alter ego yeah mm-hmm. because when i'm at home it is the last thing that i feel like i don't feel sexy there's kids shit everywhere for me to view it's getting in your head yes yeah and like my my breasts are no yep. longer like just something for sexual arousal they're mm-hmm. also like something that is feeding someone so i get to like switch i get to go like turn that part of myself off and then go to my other house that's my basically porn studio and like be that person and not have to worry about being a parent and then come back i think mm. i need another house just yeah. for having sex yeah. i know that would be good <laughs> a little dungeon for yeah. yourself because <laughs> i experienced that. a little studio dungeon apartment <laughs> yeah even now like i experienced yeah. that like in our own house where it's yeah it is straight up like you know, you'll be getting it on. You're like, see the children's book on your nightstand. And then you're like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh, yeah, no. I had a leg. I literally had a Lego get stuck in my ass crack last <laughs> night. I was just like, I'm like, we're having sex. It's so great. And all of a sudden I'm like, what did you do? I'm like, did you just put something in my ass? <laughs> like, it was a Lego. <laughs> I'm like, well, I yeah. guess we're done. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some little secrets that people have written about of what you can do to make your house feel sexier after yeah. kids, but their shit is just everywhere. I yeah. know. And especially, are, do you co-sleep? Uh, not anymore, you? but like, we, we co-sleep for like two hours of the night. She like ends up in my bed. Yeah, I right. Yeah, oh, morning sex that. is just done. Oh, oh yeah, there is never. no such thing anymore. Never I, I forgot again. about that. Yeah. That's the beauty of a vacation. When yeah. you have an alone vacation, you're like, oh, yeah. morning sex exists. This is crazy. Yeah. But I, what you were saying though, when you have them that, that separate space where you are going to work and you're able to feel like sexy. I feel like that's just like so good in general for moms. To be able to kind of sep- mm-hmm. have a to, separate moment. You know, whether it be for work or just in general mm-hmm. to have, be really intentional about when you're ready to have a separate space where you can go be a little sex kitten, feel, yeah. you know, sexual in whatever way or sensual in whatever way. Just yeah. remind yourself that you're like, oh, I'm still, I'm still me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, like, God, the identity stuff. You're like, who yeah. am I? What am I? Like, what selfish thing can I do for myself today? Yeah. I think even if my job was, like, accounting, I would want a separate space. A lot totally. of people are working from home now. It's like, if my daughter knows I'm in the house, she will not leave me alone. <laughs> she will break that door down and she will come find me. Like, I could not imagine trying to work at <laughs> no. home. Like, I would actually have to have a separate space. Yeah. Uh, How did you navigate, like, 
so dealing with kind of those shifts, like with your own body, with your libido and all that, I would just imagine like if I did adult content with Gray, was that something that was hard in your relationship? Like just stuff we've gone through in our relationship where I'm like, I'm not feeling sexy for like a couple months. Like for mm-hmm. whatever reason, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like an aversion to sex. I'm feeling there's a lot going on. I'm really stressed out with work. I'm really yeah. stressed out with the kids, whatever. And I'm like, for whatever reason, I don't feel like being intimate right now. How have you navigated that in your relationship when part of your guys's relationship and part of your sexual relationship is tied to like work? Yeah. I mean, we never pushed it. And like, we had actually filmed episodes of the OnlyFans podcast we have before I even had Parker. Oh, really? And then after I had her, we were not ready to like work on it again for yeah. a long time, which is why it took like over a year to come out, which I, I'm glad because we just did everything on our own terms. Like we've never like pushed it because it would not be fun. It would ruin our relationship to just be having sex, to be having sex, you know? Yeah. Even when I wanted to get pregnant, I'd be like, Adam, I'm ovulating. You have to have sex with me. He's like, you cannot talk to me like that. Yeah. You're taking me out of all of it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like he's right, you know? And so when you make it a job like that, it's just, you can't, It'll, it would ruin everything. We like enjoy doing scenes together still after all this time. And I think mm-hmm. it's because we've always respected when the other person's not into it. Like I wouldn't push him to have sex with me if he was not in the mood and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Right. You know? So how does that work when you have scheduled like scenes with girls? How do you get yourself? Oh, I mean, that's kind of different, I guess. Cause you're like, it's on the calendar <laughs> versus like you're watching TV and someone comes over and tries to get on top sure. of you. You know, it's yeah. like, and we've decided ahead of time, like this is what we're going to do. And we're doing it like at my porn house. So mm. mentally we're like in that space and we treat it like a real work day. So like you wouldn't call out on work like you, right. you go to work, right? right. You said you're going to show up to work. There's the filmer. There's the other girl. You got your hair and makeup done. Like you've kind of prepared, but then we always do it in such a way where I feel like before I had a kid, I'd probably like shoot like late at night, eight, whatever. Now I'm like, gotta be done by six i gotta go to bedtime (laughs) like i mean at 11 a.m yeah right yeah exactly so you said that you and adam like you would before you ever started doing this would like regularly go out and have threesomes yeah so have you are you someone who gets jealous or have you just never been i've gotten jealous in the past for sure um i think more so in the beginning of our relationship uh-huh. where i was kind of like do you really like me is this a real thing right um a lot of people thought our relationship was like a fake youtube relationship which i'm like wait if they think that should i think that sure. um, <laughs> and also he was like, kind of just like something? he was yeah. like a little slut you know like yeah. he kind of like played hard to get with me a little bit so when we were doing our threesomes and stuff in the beginning i was a little bit jealous but like never in an overt way um but I've just seen how he is with girls. Like, we have fucked girls and we go to a party and I'm like, say hi to her. She's right there. He's like, who is that? I'm like, we fucked her, <laughs> you know? And like, I, I want to call him out, but I'll tell you guys after. I won't call him out right now. Um, but so like when I see how little the sex means to him, it's a lot easier to not be jealous, especially yeah. now. I mean, for the first time this year, I got this really bad 24-hour stomach bug and I could not go to set. And I had like kind of put the pressure on this girl because she was trying to bail when I had fully like scheduled a shoot and she was coming from Vegas and I wake up in the morning and I'm like (gasps) disgusting and puking. And I'm like, you have to go fuck her without me. Like (gasps) I cannot go, but you had the show must go on. And I, 
I said, I don't want to know how it was when you come back. I don't want to watch the scene, mm-hmm. but I don't actually care that much because I know like, it's not like he's getting her number and like going to, you know, they're going to go grab a lunch. Right, right, exactly. Right, right. Like it's work. Yeah. So, and I, and I don't know if I could do that with, any partner I've had or any partner mm. I, I could have in the future, which I'm not going to have a partner in the future. We're getting married. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, it would be, it works with him. Yeah. But I don't right. know if it's it would work specific. with everyone. And people always ask us like, what, how are you guys able to have threesomes? And it's just like, he's really good at giving both of us attention in a fair way. And I'm really good at acknowledging that like, he is going to be attracted to lots of women the same way I find a lots of men attractive. Sure. And it doesn't sure. mean that I'm any less totally beautiful, you know, like I just like, I'm aware of all those things. So I think that's why it just works. Right. Yeah. Someone being sexy is not equivalent to you wanting to dump your person right. and spend yeah. the rest and of your start life. A whole with new relationship. <laughs> sure. Sure. That's exactly. a lot. And like all the girls we work with, like it's their job. They're there because First and foremost, they want to make money. Right. They'd yeah. probably rather not be there. They'd probably rather be just at home watching TV. Yes, exactly. Most of the time. <laughs> they're doing their job, you know? Like, yeah. I've never gotten the vibe from a girl like, I'm going to steal her, her man, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you have, I feel like we get questions sometimes from people who are in, like, long-term relationships who are like, maybe we want to try to have a threesome. Do you have any tips on someone, with someone who has never had a threesome before and is interested in like having how to, one? Like, how to find someone to have a threesome with? I mean, either that or even just how the... to hunt them down. <laughs> no, I mean, but just the comfortability of, like, the, you know, going in with a partner that you've had for a long time. Like. I think talking about all the boundaries uh-huh. beforehand is important. And I think I had like, not a lot of rules in the beginning, but like more, like I think that at, at one point I was like, well, don't kiss her. And like, right. No cuddling her after. Cause like cuddling is for me. And now I'm kind of like, we do like a pre cuddle with the girls <laughs> so he can get a boner. I'm like, we're like, hey, let's all fucking cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he kisses the girls and I don't care. But like, I had to like, get to that place sure, sure. where I had seen us be with another girl enough times where I'm just, it's just so normal to me, mm-hmm. but definitely figuring out like what would bother you, what wouldn't bother you and all those sort of things right. of what your boundaries are. Beforehand. Yeah. Beforehand. Beforehand. You don't want to be in the middle of the scene the pulling the girl off like, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> right. And then dealing with the backlash later of like, oh no. Oh, yeah. And I would sure. say like, it just occurred to me, but like, don't choose someone that you're like, friends with or know in any capacity because that could fuck things up for you guys in the future as friends if you do that you know I listen to that right. sex expert podcast i was telling you about and they give literally the exact same advice oh, really? where they were like discuss your boundaries in advance don't just get drunk and hook up uh-huh. with people because someone's gonna get butt hurt and yeah. it's gonna be a thing and also yeah they were like don't fuck your friends yeah <laughs> like if you want to maintain that friendship it's best probably not to especially not for like your first three so I mean, i've been to porn parties where it's like someone's birthday and they happen to do porn so like all the friends there also do porn and we all start fucking but it's like <laughs> you know it's it's different because your friends that's their job right so, right you know? right right there's that connection it's not just like the random friend who you've known for forever who that's like not the best the industry yeah. and then all yeah. of a sudden you can't ever talk to them again right do you guys still have threesomes <laughs> off camera honestly i can't remember well we did have a threesome off camera but it was like with a girl that we'd already had a million threesomes with and we all happened to be going to the, to the same event and we all happened to leave together so then naturally we were just like well let's just fuck right now you know right but right, right it's so funny because like before we were kind of like oh this girl's hot we should leave with her and we all have sex and now i'm like where's her test like i'm <laughs> like i can't sure. fuck people if i don't know what their std test sure. says you know uh so it definitely takes like the spontaneity out of it but i could not imagine going back and like everyone's disgusting and germy yeah. they don't get tested uh-huh. <laughs> okay along those lines though with the spontaneity like do 
would you say that you're are you able to sort of like get yourself aroused and in the mood when you're shooting scenes or are there some days where you're like I was just acting and I mean I don't want to ruin the illusion of course mm. of your of your content but also like if art- I'm ovulating I'm like a freak right. yes. I'm, I'm like, like fuck yeah this. get me pregnant <laughs> and the girl's pussy is like the most delicious thing I've ever tasted in my entire life um, and some days yeah it's just work like sometimes we have two scenes scheduled back to back and like and during the first scene I'm trying not to fuck up my makeup which I hate because it definitely oh, doesn't make for sure. a good scene and I'm like you yeah. know like <laughs> trying not to get my face in it and I, I like love girls I love going down on girls yeah. so like in those scenes I'm like a little bit more in my head and maybe a little bit less aroused but then the next scene I'm like yes we can destroy this right. and, it, and it comes out a lot better but for the most part like I'm there and I want to be there and I'm having a good time I don't like work with people that I don't think I would have fun with mm-hmm. I, my favorite though is working with girls who like in their personal life they're like I'm a fucking lesbian and like me and her are like who cares if Adam shows up you <laughs> right, know? Right, we're just right. like down for each other you know <laughs> okay so a lot of people were saying like I got a lot of questions of people asking like and I would be interested to hear sort of your feedback on this where people were like do you really like sex that much like is there something wrong with me like am I broken oh, like hell no 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 mm-hmm. like oh god I have the same thing with like I told you, I've muted a lot of girls who do sex work on Twitter and it's because they're constantly in character, which mm. is like, I guess, good for their brand. But they're right. always being like, just please put something in my ass right now. Yeah. And I'm like, no, bitch, this is why our fans think that we're masturbating constantly. You're and they're like, like it's 9 a.m. Yeah, they're like, send me a picture of you masturbating. And you're yeah. like, I'm in line at the fucking grocery <laughs> store right now. Like, what do you think? I just never stop using my Hitachi. Yeah. But no, I would say like in my like I had I had sex six times last week because I happen to have 16 scheduled. But there's definitely like a week or 10 days that could go by where Adam and I like kind of just like forget to have sex each sure. with each other. But I think like on average, it's like every four, three or four days. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong with you for, for sure. I think even in like my, I don't know, slutty single days, I was, I wasn't having like that much sex. I mean, I, I like it enough to want to do it as a job, but I think it definitely sounds like a fucked up message of like, oh, you should be this horny all the time. Right. And I listened to a podcast where you were saying, too, you were scared of like just painful sex, too, like after having your daughter, where you were talking about like just stuff being uncomfortable and being like a little apprehensive. I I thought that was really relatable. What it is like once in a while, uh, it'll still hurt. And I I think like the scar tissue buildup from my C-section scar, like internally will pull where I'm like shimming away from Adam. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, hold on, slow down. And like, I think that happened like last week. And uh yeah, in the beginning, I was definitely, like, really scared. Yeah. And how did you kind of, like, navigate being in your head about that? Like, just time. Yeah, I think just time and just, like, acknowledging it beforehand. Like, hey, like, you know, this is a little weird for me right now. So, like, don't take it personally. Like, you know, I think at one point he was like, like, do I turn you on? Like, is it okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, it's not, this is not, like, a you thing. This is, like, a, a me thing. I, I mean, I knew postpartum could be fucked up, but, like, I like cried at the same time every day for a couple weeks. Me too. Was people, it like when the sun was going down? Yes. People yeah. would want to come visit the baby and I'm like, come in the morning. Do yeah. not come in the don't evening. Don't come at like six. I'll no, be sobbing. Because I'm not a person at that time. I know. And I don't want to interact the witching with you. Hour. Yeah. It was the witching hour. The kid, it was tough with the kid at that point. And I feel like your emotions are like just through the roof. I think well, like my fear of having another baby is like all of those just two yeah. weeks, you know? Oh my God. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I would literally like see this light dimming, like the sun setting and I would be like, 
everything's it's like hopeless. you just took Molly like and you're coming down over me straight up like all so my serotonin bad. has been drained from my brain yeah it was way better with the second for me oh really least, did you have say. like really happy pregnancies like what were you like super hormonal god well i mean my first pregnancy was not fucking happy at all because we fucking yeah. hated each other oh but, what well you know we got pregnant three months into dating yeah and it was straight up like and we've actually had a podcast episode about this before where we were like i was we were both like we weren't saying it but the undertone was like i don't want to be with you like mm. i don't want to be doing this i don't want to we're, what we're doing right now like I always say having a kid is a bigger commitment than getting married because like oh, you're in it for life yeah. like with They'll the kid. There, yeah. So I just felt like I don't want to be doing this with you. Like we were just casually dating and he I, and he now says he felt the same way where he was like fuck like we're stuck with each other. Mm -hmm. So there was so much like resentment and also like oh my god his reaction when I told him like I was pregnant and he was like really wanted me to have an abortion. Oh, I was like wow. nope. And so there was a, just a lot of resentment and uh -huh. a lot of like, we hated each other. The second she was born, it was like, we both were just like, this is incredible. Wow. Like, and a lot of the stress was relieved because it was like, she's here. This is amazing. She's real. She's we're not just like an idea right. anymore. She's a concept. We we're like, we're both obsessed with her and everything changed from there. But throughout the pregnancy, it's fucking oh, wow. And yeah, I was hormonal. I had horrible acne. My face was so swollen and I just was, Yeah just like uncomfortable in my body. I was growing out a pixie cut and my had like a mullet stage. It was just, oh my God. I was just not happy out. during that. I feel like my pregnancy was like the best antidepressant someone could have really? given me. I was like, I want to feel like this all the fucking time. And like all the food stuff that I was worried about, like that would happen to me when I eventually got pregnant one day. I was like, how's my body dysmorphia going to be when I get pregnant? Yeah. But my relationship to food was like the purest it had ever been. Yeah. Like before I would like buy a box of Oreos and it couldn't, I couldn't keep it in the cupboard. I would yeah. literally just eat the whole fucking box. Yeah. But when I was pregnant, I'd be like, I kind of want an Oreo. And I'd like go get one, take a bite out of it and then throw the the other half away. And then <laughs> it would sit there and I would fucking forget about it for me. Yeah. I was like, this is what it's supposed to be like. <laughs> like this obsession that I have always constantly mm. thinking about like my food and my eating. Yeah. You know, it was, it was just so pure when intuitive. I was pregnant. It was yeah. very intuitive. And so I didn't really understand when people would say like they were so hungry when they were pregnant. I was just kind of like, like, no. Living my life, it Just was so great. And then I had her, and those first first few weeks, I was like, "How do people do this?" <laughs> oh yeah, no, I had a super similar experience. I'm like, I was, I felt so blissed out when I was pregnant, and I wasn't sick. The last month and a half was miserable because I was like four four centimeters dilated for like six weeks. Oh my god, it was really bad. Um, but the whole time I was like, I feel great mentally. Like I feel amazing. I love my body. It felt so good. And then postpartum kicked my ass. How long did it last for you? Do Postpartum? You I mean, I would say probably for me, it felt like a solid two months. And then, oh no, because all of a sudden when she hit like 11 weeks old, I like felt like it hit me like again, again. because she woke up and mm. she had like really They're bad not sleeping all and the she time had really anymore. Bad she had a really bad colic. So it was just like crying 24 hours a day. And, and then you have like, the people around you who are just like, oh my God, this is so you're a mother isn't Save she beautiful yeah and you're like I'm i just went in a tired. hole i was like i didn't talk to anybody for like mm. months which wasn't probably good for my mental health but i was like i have no i can't give anything to anybody I'm like no what's a no yeah but, second was night and day for me so just just a heads up it was like it the be totally different it was like day three oh, okay i and i know by this the bitch way was back at work i'm gonna turn the air on this bitch was back at work 
in days. Yeah, I think well, I was posting like you were doing I know, I know. Been, but, but like I probably but with, have been. But, with, but with Ruth, I felt like you were back and you were being like a trooper. And I was like, are you sure you're okay <laughs> doing this? And you were like, no, I got it. Because you're a hard worker. You're like, I can do it. We could tell there was, I mean, you were exhausted. Yeah. With Frank, Dude, you were like, was I'm back. And literally, I'm like, <laughs> like, how do you have this much energy? Three days postpartum, I was had the double stroller and I was on a business call with our agency, like walking down the neighborhood, just like, let's go. Granted, like two weeks after that, I, you know, you, you do get like the adrenaline rush. Yeah. And then I like hit a wall and I had like, remember I passed like a big blood clot. And my midwife was like, that's cause you need to chill the fuck out oh, wow. and like lay down. Um, but with him, well, okay, let's talk about your experience because you went to, did you go to 43 weeks before really being induced? Long. Yeah. Literally, oh, you yeah. went over I think almost 43. I why oh I had such a bad postpartum experience was because my birth went like not how you were planning. opposite way of yeah, what I had expected. I got into Grey's Anatomy like six months ago, but I wish that I'd watched a bunch of Grey's Anatomy before I had my C-section <laughs> because I would have known that like, it's just all protocol. They're not trying to freak you out. They're just very serious and everything has to be super hygienic. But yeah. like, you know, they tell you not to like lay down when you're pregnant in a certain way. And then they're strapping you to the C-section bed and you're laying down. And yeah. I don't, I just like everything freaked me out. But basically what happened was I was supposed to have a home birth and I was like 42 weeks and five days. Wasn't going into labor. I drank castor oil for a whole day. And I was like, babe, when you come home from podcasting, like we're going to, we're going to have a baby. This, and right. it just like didn't fucking happen. Instead, I like had a burning asshole basically oh my god and nothing is more just like just defeating than when you're like i know i'm having the baby tonight and then you're like nothing drinking <laughs> casserole oil sitting on the bouncing ball you're like 42 <laughs> weeks pregnant shitting yourself like five mem- mem- no. membrane sweeps oh. and oh god and then your what midwife is- tells you that she's never had the casserole oil not work for anyone and you're just like <laughs> just like and you're like i guess well, i'm never I'm gonna have anomaly. this baby yes exactly basically <laughs> and um 42 and five like yeah, yeah and then intense. I had to have the C-section and then before we did the C-section I like you know I just met this OB the day before and I'm like telling him without telling him I'm like listen I need my body <laughs> like I need it to look don't nice don't fuck up this don't fuck yeah. it up like, and god he <laughs> fucked it up like it is so bad I've never talked about this like publicly but my C-section scar is atrocious like mm. it needs to be cut out and re-sewn because it's like there's like a huge dent like my two scars from the outside and the inside are like pushed together and so like i don't take my underwear off when i shoot porn like that's kind of weird right um but yeah it was it was not a good experience for me but i mean some women they sign up for that that's what they want they want the c-section and i think if i had like went into it in that way it wouldn't have been so bad for me you had this expectation of a totally different experience i I remember watching your instagram story when you were like gonna go into labor with frank yeah doing all your stuff on the yoga ball and then like you had him and you posted everything and then i listened to the episode that came out right after and like how it was for you and i was like you know i know that they they tell you like you have your birth plan but like you have to just kind of be able to reject it when you need to and obviously i was never going to put her in danger i was going to do that but I really, really want like want yeah. it to go a different way. Of course, yeah. of course. And even I, that's the thing. I feel like people always say like, "Oh, you know, don't put expectations on it." But you can't help. I mean, but, yeah. come on. Especially you with, what you especially want. Especially your with head. your first, I would imagine yeah. it's like, okay, you have. Uh, what else do I know except for like these things that I'm yeah. kind of planning around to a certain yeah. extent? Like I had watched the business of being born when I was in college, like ten years prior, and was like, "That's what I <laughs> yeah. want." Like, yeah. I know. And I made Adam watch it when I got pregnant, and I was like, "This is what I'm doing." Yeah. I was so mad. It was like oh, one of the it. only things I knew I wanted, oh, and I then. It. 
I'm just grateful that I was able to breastfeed and I'm still breastfeeding because I mean, I actually know a lot of girls who had breast implants who can breastfeed, but like they try to tell you that like there's a big possibility you can't oh, yeah. if you cut the areola. Right. So I, f- I feel super grateful that that worked out. She latched and everything. Um, so I got like one thing I wanted. But for the next baby, it's like, yeah, what's your plan? What's your mindset with that? I'm definitely going to keep my same midwife. I didn't have her with me, COVID, all that kind of stuff. So that was oh. another thing that sucked. But I uh, I think like I'll have to convince Adam to do the home birth because I think now he's kind of like, well, the hospital Let's feels just safer. Let's for it. Yada, right, yada, yada. Right. But um, it's weird because it's like if I want to fix my C-section scar, it would make sense to get another C-section. Sure. Yeah. But I, I don't want to get another C-section because what if I want to have like four kids or five kids because it's not yeah. safe to have c-sections at that point right. so i think i will try for a v-back um which like now that i haven't actually gone into labor i'm like so scared of it because i don't know what it's like like i tried to go into labor and it just never Dude. happened to me can my body do labor is there a possibility that like was it miscalculated how big was she when she was she was what? eight pounds and three ounces yeah, i don't so- know i mean like i tracked everything we were trying to get pregnant and so everyone was asking me those same questions right. as well um, and I worked out a ton during my pregnancy and my midwife was just like, we are not letting you do that towards the end of your pregnancy. She oh, was yeah. worried that I was just like, your pelvic floor is too tight. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You're I like, w- it is locked down. That's what strong. she was a little bit worried about. Cause it was, uh, it was quarantine and like, there was nothing to do. I took yeah. like really long walks every single day. And so like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even use the walk as a way to encourage my labor because I was already going on mile long walks every single day. Um, so yeah, maybe I would do like a little bit different things in, in terms of working out like maybe i'll be, be trying to do more opening workouts if there's such a thing <laughs> there is pelvic go see a f- pelvic floor therapist okay. and they'll literally do it's funny because you do porn but they'll literally get up <laughs> they'll get up in there and they i did it before i gave birth to ruth and they will straight up like finger massage the muscles inside oh, wow. your pelvic floor mm-hmm. it actually does not feel good at all because they're <laughs> like it's like your muscles feel sore because they're trying to like relax your pelvic floor okay. muscles because yeah. they can be really too tight if you're exercising a lot. Okay. Um, but yeah, so look it up because they'll do like internal massages and everything to like wow. help. Yeah, loosen so up like your, your pelvic doula floor. Who did this, or just like no? No, I went to a pe- like looked up pelvic floor physical therapist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's really interesting, but it did might you tear. Um. Well, I, I I had a labial tear, but okay. like I didn't have anything internal. Okay. But okay. um. But yeah, look into that because also the pelvic floor physical therapist specialize with um like pelvic floor pain too, and like oh, dealing nice. with all that. So mm. anyway, yeah, I'll have I'll have some well, questions for well, you when I'm pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> so look look into that. I don't know. Someone was telling me that where they were just like your pelvic floor is. I don't know. I still don't really understand what even your pelvic floor is. But they <laughs> were like, go see a physical the therapist part. part. So yeah. I was going to say that. Like, what is the pelvic? Yeah, I'm like, what is the floor really part? Know. And the pelvic part. I'm not 100 sure. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, okay, the question, the obvious question everyone asks: How do you feel about when your kids get older oh, and they see that their mom did porn? How will you, how will you approach that though? Like, especially when they're you know young and entering into teenage years. I think that like. Maybe I think this now and I'll disagree later. But I think that by the time she's like in fifth or sixth grade, I don't want to be doing it anymore just because I feel like, I don't know. I think that she'll feel more respected. Mm. I don't I mean, that's like a long time from now. That's like, what, 10 years from yeah. now. So I'll be 41 if people are still wanting to watch me do this. <laughs> all. That's pretty great. I'm sure they will be. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, older women in the yeah. industry who are very su- successful, but it's it's not like the common story, yeah. right? The common narrative. And I don't know if I'll want to be doing it forever, but I haven't really thought about how I'll have the conversation with her. I just like know that it's not wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, 
um, I think that she will judge me on a lot more aspects of my parenting than like what I did mm -hmm. as my career because I'm able to spend the amount of time that I'm able to spend Dude. with her and be connect with her and really know her because I have my time to myself and I'm able to go work two or three days a week for five or six hours at a time. And like the reason she's so attached to me is because I am the one taking care of her. And that's what I've always wanted. And uh, yeah, I just don't think like her problem with me, her, if she has mommy issues, like I don't think it's going to be because I had sex with her dad and we filmed it. Mm -hmm. You Probably know, not. no, like, right now nah, what you no. grow up with is normal, right? You don't know any different until someone tells you like, and you're like, Oh, your mom doesn't take videos and post on the internet of them having sex with your dad. Yeah. Oh, you know, and it's like, it's like everyone's <laughs> like, oh, how would you feel if your daughter did this? And it's like, I'm, I'm worried about aspects of it, like the the way that it's affected my body image, mm. maybe, or like made it worse in some ways. I would be worried about that. And I would be worried about that if she decided to do anything in front of camera. Right, right. Um, but I mean, you worry about that in general, right? Yeah, in Regardless general, of right? what yeah, they're doing. Like, it's the reason not... I don't want her to have a phone when she's in middle school, because mm -hmm. I know like how detrimental social media can be for middle school girls. You know, it's like... But if she wanted to do what I do, like I would, I would guide her in the smart way to do it and the safe way to do it, yeah. you know, yeah. but I, I, I don't, and I, and I wouldn't like necessarily like encourage her to do it. Like I would yeah. want her to do whatever she wants, but people are always like, how, how would you feel about that? And it's like, what am I doing that's wrong? Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. To that right. end, how, what advice would you give to someone wanting to get into making adult content a girl who's like i'm thinking about starting OnlyFans. like what advice would you give mm, i mean it's like different advice for different things i guess i like you know when i was gonna get into it someone approached me and was like let me take 50 percent of your income right. and i would say like definitely say no to those things and i've heard some horror stories of girls who show up to set and they don't get paid and then they just keep shooting someone keeps booking them like you're supposed to get paid for a scene on the day of the scene via check like they really? hand it to you oh yes wow. they pay everyone with a check on the day of some companies might ask if you want direct deposit and they might make you fill it out and do it that way but like you get paid the day you work and wow. so i've heard of girls know that. who are just working and working and working <gasps> and like they kept saying like oh they the money's gonna come and they just never got paid and horrible. stuff so like there are definitely a million ways you can get taken advantage of in this industry industry um and you know some girls feel like i'm speaking a little bit to like the studio side of things which i like i didn't really participate in but i know girls who did right. and um you know a lot of girls i said like I, I didn't feel like i could say no to such and such thing but you can i mean girls feel like there's just so many girls who want to be in porn or whatever that they can't but you can you can say whatever you want mm -hmm. and that's why you hear like girls who are like oh i really didn't want to do that but i felt pressured from the producer i wanted like everyone on set to get paid because it was whether the, the girl right. finishes the scene is whether or not the filmers and everyone else gets paid yeah, too you right. know so um there's that and then for only fans it's like if you want to get into it and you want to be successful at it, the thing that's like the, the way to get successful, I guess is to have like your viral moment, which like for me, it wasn't contrived. It was like real me and Adam just like made a YouTube video that said we would make a sex tape if we had a million subscribers, which was back in 2017, which wouldn't be a story now. I don't think, but like that got me my followers, which oh, got really? me my income. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And so like, and now we have this girl that we manage and we didn't make up the story. She like actually worked at Target for three years. So we like filmed a silly TikTok where we like met her outside of Target and <laughs> we're like, now we turned her into, into, into an OnlyFans girl. But like that story was real and it was true. But she's like very, very successful now because of that story. And so like, I guess 
I mean, there's a lot of girls contriving their stories. So if you really want to like sure. hack it, you can sure, con- sure contrive your story. And that's why, like, if you're on the right side of Twitter, you'll see a bunch of people being like, "Middle school teacher quits right. teaching because she gets caught doing OnlyFans behind the desk or whatever it is." You know, it's like that might be true, but a lot of times the girls are just buying press with such and such stories so that they can get followers mm-hmm. and get OnlyFans subscribers. But I, I think that's like the truest way to make yourself popular your enough to moment. have subscribers right. is to have like that that story that hook well and I think what's cool about you too though is you have a personality and I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. thank, yeah. You. thank you and I think that that's an interesting aspect that a lot of people don't think about would you say oh, like you sure. kind of have to have a good personality to be in adult entertainment you don't necessarily if I feel like if you just shoot studio stuff and you're not really like you're not really engaging that much. But in that sense, you're playing a character. So like, you don't have to have a personality, but if you're like in this new influencer age where there's like really popular porn girls who are also popular on social media, then like, I think the personality really, really goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. Cause you have to be able to network too. Yeah. I feel like that's a big way that you've grown. You're just like OnlyFans following too, right? Is like collaborating collaborating with people. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you have to be able to figure out how to get your in with people and yeah I mean I feel like girls will just work with like the gr- girls need girls to work with at this point there's like you know I'm like I-, I follow just like whatever cute girl I see on Twitter that has like 20 30 whatever thousand followers because I'm like okay maybe I'll work with her one day and right her and her. you have to like start collecting girls because there's only like so many I guess right. <laughs> you know that's so interesting. Super fascinating. Well, thank you for joining when us. When you and Gray so start your OnlyFans, you can no, consult I mean, me. I know. Straight up, I'm like, damn, okay. When I have like, you guys start managing me in my new career venture, yeah. I'll hit you up. For real. Um, but plug away what you got. So no pun intended. Oh, plug um, all of your stuff that you guys are doing. Because like, you have your cool house, too. Oh, talk, yeah. You can talk uh, about that a little a, bit. a house. It's called Dream Home Studios. It's on my mom page's Instagram. A lot of the mom is my Instagram, my main one that doesn't get deleted. So I'll go with that one. <laughs> but yeah, I have a pretty cute studio house that people can rent on Pure Space. Very cute. So, thank you. I worked That's with so uh, Danny Daisy. She's a fun designer. So yeah, follow me if you want. Amazing. I don't know. I don't like to like. Oh, and talk about your talk about your podcast <laughs> yeah, though. Podcast. Where where can people find that? Oh, um, well, it's OnlyFans. Only so it's OnlyFans.com slash Plug Talk Show, and it's where we interview a girl for like 30 minutes and then we have sex with her at the end which so fun so such funny. a fun yeah. idea <laughs> so fun Love it. we're not gonna have sex after this but <laughs> no leave it up as a question mark you will have to pay to see it though so sorry no ads going there yeah no no, no. but thank you so much thank for coming you so yeah, thank you guys this is fun and uh so well, follow lena i love following you, you on instagram so we're internet friends i suggest following <laughs> it too but with that broads chat soon chat soon <laughs> <laughs>